want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to Click. start the pot. What's up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the podcast. It is the first one of 2024. 2024. A year so far in the future when I was a kid that we didn't even joke about it. 2020 was about it. That was that was as far as we went. Um, the year 2000 was kind of our futuristic date. But here we are, blowing way past all of that. Thank you for joining me in the future. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for liking, subscribing on Spotify, wherever you found me. I appreciate it. It means a lot over at the blog as well. Mondays, Wednesdays, brand new stuff over at High Blog. I'm Dad. Thank you. It has been a crazy, crazy journey. And I've alluded to it. I can't really talk about it yet, I don't think. But hopefully, uh, definitely by next week, I'll be able to talk about it. Something major is in the works over the next few days. I'm, I'm really excited about in my opinion, the biggest thing that's happened for the blog as of yet, and just one of hopefully a few announcements that we can make over time, but this one is pretty cool. So I'm going to have more information for you guys coming up, but just know that I don't usually hype things beforehand. I don't go, wait till you guys find out what's happening. I don't talk about things that haven't happened yet. I know a lot of people do that. They get like a maybe, and I learned years ago when it comes to uh, this industry, content creation, entertainment, you don't talk about anything that hasn't happened yet. It's kind of that old pro wrestling rule. Anything can happen. Something can change at the last minute. So you don't say anything. You don't jinx it. You don't You don't tempt fate, as they say. So I try not to do that. But I will tell you guys this, um, barring something major, and even if something major happens, I'll tell you the story of that. But either way, something big is on the horizon. So I'm excited about it. And you guys will know all about it very soon. Overall, just getting back into the swing of things, I think we're all doing that. You know, you have... The holidays, you have New Year's, you have that time period at the end of December where nothing matters. Um, Nobody's really working. Nobody's really going to school. Back in the day, you're having office parties, you're having school parties, you know, everything. It's like, who's, people send you a work email on like December 21st. You're like, are you kidding me with this? What is this? I hope this email finds you well. I hope you go to hell. Why are you writing to me right before Christmas? I'm not. I'm not mentally here. I'm drinking eggnog. I'm I'm wearing a Snuggie. Leave me alone. But yeah, we do it. So when it comes time to get back into the swing of things, life can be hard for us, whether we're going back to work or in the case of, I guess, my kids going back to school. My son is a, a big example of that. You guys know we talk a lot on here about the fact that he's nonverbal and he has autism. So a lot of times getting Lucas in and out of a routine is not as easy as one would expect. Now, I know a lot of times based on what people see on television about autism or, you know, my son's case, he's nonverbal. They think, you know, you can't deviate at all from a routine or the kid will, you know, not handle it. It'll be bad. It'd be a terrible thing. And they always go back. It was in Rain Man. He had to watch Judge Wapner. Remember the People's Court was on. Dustin Hoffman had to see it. So a lot of the ideas that people get about autism and about routine and about keeping things as they are, are from television, are from those ideas My son is not one of those people. 
my son is really cool when it comes to mixing it up a little bit, right? Um, for a while, we used to take a bath at night. Now I give him a bath every morning before school. We get up at like 5.30 in the morning. We're like farmers over here. It's pretty nuts. My daughter goes to high school, and the older you get, the earlier it gets. So everybody's up super early. So he has a bath every morning, and he adjusted really quick. Doesn't care. We have a whole routine in the morning with breakfast, and when he gets his breakfast, and you know, he has orange juice and puts his shoes on at the end. I, I have him eat without a shirt on, so it doesn't get all over the place. All these things have been introduced over time, and he's gotten cool with it. It has not been an issue. Lucas is not an issue when it comes to introducing new things to a schedule. Where Lucas tends to falter is when you pull him from a schedule for a while and then put him back into it. And sometimes then it gets a little difficult, and we've experienced it. Uh, on a very small level, I got to point that out. I know sometimes we talk about our kids and we're like, oh, you got to see what this kid is doing. And it sounds like it's not a big deal until it's not a big deal. This is one of those cases, not really a big deal, but it's something that's important. It's something that takes time to notice and something that, especially with a boy like mine, you sometimes have to take that leap of faith and remind yourself that you're the parent and you kind of know what's best for them. Lucas does not love going to bed. He will pass out on occasion after he's been cracked out and up. Um, I've talked about this before, about his iPad. He loves his iPad. It's his favorite device in the world. It's his favorite toy by far. But what happens with the iPad is he gets so engrossed in it that he doesn't think about anything. He doesn't think about being hungry. He doesn't think about being thirsty a little bit. Does not think about sleeping. At most, he will just pass out with the iPad in his hand. It's cute and you feel bad, but it's few and far between. So what'll happen is Lucas will wake up, and as soon as he wakes up, it's Christmas morning. Like, you know Christmas morning when you open your eyes, and the first thing you do is you run out the door to go see the, the Christmas tree and see if Santa brought you any presents? That's what he does every day of his life. He opens his eyes. If it's 1.30 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning, and he runs to his gate, shakes his gate, wants his iPad. And I have a rule. He does not get the iPad earlier than 5 a.m. on a school day. During a weekend, there have been a few 4.30 in the morning times. But anything before that, I don't let him do. So if he's up at 3.30, which is one of his favorite times, and starts shaking the gate, he doesn't get his iPad. I tell him, you have to go back to bed, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. And he'll go, he'll appease me, he'll whine, he'll, ah! and he goes to bed, he makes the whine noise, and he's gone. And I don't know if he goes to bed or what he does, but I, I will usually fall back to sleep for 15 minutes before, again, he's banging on the gate. Can I come get him? And this goes on every 15 minutes. And it sucks for me. It's terrible. But I hold firm. Don't give him the iPad. Don't want him to have it too early. Don't want him to get used to it. And over time, it tends to help. Um, there are plenty of times over the last maybe two or three years where I've noticed it, where I said, you know what? He's gotten better. He kind of goes up and down when it comes to that. But one of the biggest problems that he has is falling asleep at night. Because Lucas loves screens, right? So if he has the iPad, he's not going to pass out. It keeps him awake. It's the kind of thing that wakes him up in the middle of the night. If I gave him that iPad at 3.30 in the morning, he's up. He's wired. He's dancing. He's screaming in his room with excitement. Screaming at the top of his lungs in the middle of the night with excitement. That's what he does. So in the morning when I give it to him, he's, he's wide awake, even if he's not fully awake, even if he's still tired, even if he can still go in. And he won't notice. He can go for hours. You give him the iPad. You keep it on him. And even if he woke up exhausted in the middle of the night, he'll just go through his day as if, you know, whatever. And he's running on iPad. Same thing happens at night. So now it's bedtime. You send him into his room. You have him sit on the bed. He's got the iPad with him. And he's screaming and he's excited. Typically what we 
have done since he was little, you know, whenever we're, somebody's putting him to bed, put the TV on for him and he watches Rafi. He's got these Rafi concerts that he loves. And for years and years and years, Rafi concerts have been his go-to where he'll watch it and he'll pass out watching Rafi and it's sweet. And it's his like, it's his nighttime routine that he wants to do. But I started to notice, especially returning back to school, that it's having the opposite effect where you go in there and I put on Rafi for him. And now here we are, it's nine o'clock at night. The kid's been up since five o'clock in the morning. I put his show on to fall asleep and he is screaming and jumping around excitedly about Rafi. Doesn't need the iPad, but he's dancing and it's having the exact same effect that the iPad has, right? So I give myself a mental time. I go, 8.30, that's it, 8.30. And I go in and I turn off the television and I go, that's it, head on the pillow, go to bed. He knows what head on the pillow means. It's his, that means go to bed. Like ever since he was little, it was always head on, head on the pillow. And he looks at me, head on the pillow. Head on the pillow, it's time for bed. And he will let out a small one like that. His head goes on his pillow. I leave the room and he goes to sleep like in minutes. And that, I think about that when it happens because I know, I remember the first time that I had done that in a while, which was, I don't know, about six months ago to a year ago. Raj was like, no more, enough, go to bed. And he went to bed and I was shocked because I thought, I'm like, we're screwed. He's broken. We're going to be up all night with this nonsense. He's not going to go to sleep. He's not going to do it. But it was almost like he wanted me to be there and do that for him. He wanted somebody to go, hey, no more, go to bed. He needed that. And he does that. There's a lot of noticing. I wrote about that um, the last week or the week before. I had written about kind of taking notice of my son's moods and when things change and they change. If he is watching TV and he's excited and he's clapping and he's screaming, there is a much different clap and scream than there is when he gets overwhelmed. He does almost like, it's like a crying cheer where he's like, <laughs> and it's like a half like cry laugh. It's awful and I feel so bad for him. And that's when I'm like, all right, we're done. That That's it. But it takes that leap of faith. And that's what I'm trying to get to. The fact that as his dad I could turn to him and say, it's time for you to go to bed. I know what you have to do. And just because he's nonverbal, just because he has autism, doesn't take that away from me. It doesn't mean that I don't know what's right for my kid. He's my kid and I know what's right for him. And I do it. And when I have success with it, I, I, I don't know. It, it almost fuels you a little more for the next time it happens. Lets you know that you're doing the right thing. And I feel like I'm, I'm genuinely doing the right thing with him in those moments. So that means a lot to me. Um, and it's good, but it's important. And I think a lot of times as parents, we spend so much time trying to figure our kids out, especially those on the spectrum, making sure we know them and what are they thinking? And is there, are, you know, are they in the good space? Trigger warning, whatever the hell you're doing. Like whatever it is you're doing with your kid, there's so many concerns that we have. Are we doing what's right? But I don't know, man. I find that nine times out of 10, I kind of, I do make the right choices because at the end of the day, I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for my kids. I want them to be the best they can be. So yeah, if, if you're coming from a good place and you, you think you know what's best as a parent, you usually do. So it's a good thing. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Guys, thank you for joining me here on the podcast. Hopefully I'll have plenty to talk about next week. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, stuff all around. Thank you again. Happy New Year. I appreciate you guys joining me. Join me on HiBlogOmDad.com. Join me on social media. Hi, James Gutman. I'm all over the place. Just say hi. Uh, whether it's Twitter or X or Facebook or Instagram or whatever whatever you're on, find me. I'm there. I'll say hi. Uh, that does it for me. Until next time, James Gutman saying be well. Bye, pod. I'm Dad. <laughs>